Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today's message comes from the New Testament reading of Ephesians, as you heard a few moments ago. Your brothers and sisters in Christ, here we are in another year, a year with 365 brand new days, minus yesterday, and now we're almost halfway through today, so you still have 363 brand new days left. We have all of these brand new days for a brand new beginning, fresh starts, new opportunities, a year ahead full of promise. That's because as we think about a, a new year, we reflect on what was in the previous year. And it's interesting to look back at last year and think about where we were compared to where we are now. Some might tell you that they're in a better situation. Some might tell you that they're in a worse situation. Some might tell you that these last two years have been the most difficult for them. Last year at this time, we were only allowed to worship online. So even to have a few of you here is certainly a blessing. And those watching at home, there is a little bit of room for a few more of you. But when we look at something like the daily number of COVID cases, well, in the last couple weeks, it's never been worse. And who could have seen two years ago something like this creating so much pain and loss and division? And as many people look ahead to a new year, they, they think about the future. They think about the things that they want to accomplish in the year. Some people focus on the things that they want to change or resolve to change, for at least the first couple weeks anyway. Whether it be big changes or small changes. And others think about maybe you know, where they want to go, the, the things that they want to see. Not everyone heads into the new year thinking the same thing. Because everyone is different, and, and everyone is on a different journey. People are different, and, and they do things differently. So let's try and do something today that can connect with all of us. Have you ever heard about the word of the year? And this idea that you're going to be picking a word for the year versus having a New Year's resolution in order to bring focus and clarity to what we want to create in our lives. And it's different than a New Year's resolution because it's not about crossing another goal off your list. It's about creating a, a one-word theme to help guide your daily actions and become a better version of yourself. As I was scrolling through social media, I saw friends who were challenged to think of, you know, one word for 2022. And some friends took this challenge on their own. Some posted word ideas, like you can see, which made me dig a little bit deeper, only to discover that, well, you can find a list of hundreds of words to choose from in order to pick your one word for the year. And if looking at hundreds of words in order to pick one word for the entire year seems at all overwhelming to any of you, well then, 
Well, you could join a group, and, and maybe that group will help you find your word as you reflect and visualize and see what's really important in your life so that maybe you can come up with one word. Now, why does any of this matter? Because maybe you're like me. Right? You have seen people who have picked their one word for 2022. However, maybe you're not like me at all. And you've never even heard of this before. And that's okay. Because what I'm going to do for you is give all of you a word for 2022. But before I do, one reason why you might not want to have a word of the year is because you aren't really good at the follow-through. Just like New Year's resolutions. I mean, I already saw some people jokingly say that, you know, they wanted to start eating better and healthier this year, when they're already putting it off until Monday. So let's go back to one of those lists that I showed you, and let's pick a word from that list. We'll pick a good Lutheran word. We'll pick the word grace. It's getting what we don't deserve. It's that undeserved action, undeserved love, undeserved compassion, undeserved patience, undeserved forgiveness. Some of those other words you actually see on this list. Now, if you decide to have your life in 2022 focused on having grace, it means you're aiming to show grace to people in all circumstances of life. Stressed out? In need, during loss, in sickness, struggling physically, mentally, spiritually, in tears, breaking down, angry, hungry, hangry, frustrated, hopeless. And I'm just talking about how you're feeling on any given day. But seriously, you can think about all of the different people you can run into at any given moment. And we're never going to deal with people 100% by grace. And that's because we're not perfect. Even though that's exactly what the New Testament reading from Ephesians says God wants for us. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. Holy, blameless. Another word for perfect. You don't even have to look ahead to the new year. You can look back at the last year and see how holy and blameless and full of grace and perfect you've been to every single person you've interacted with. And if you're like me, you're going to see that you are coming up short every single time. And as a result, I need more forgiveness for myself compared to how many people I need to forgive. More people have probably shown love to me more than I've shown love to them. Before we were ever born, God's will for us is that we be perfect. Yet you may have heard plenty of times in the month of December Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. You don't have to look very far to see how unholy and full of blame and imperfect you have been in the last year. 
You don't even have to look very far to see how unholy and full of blame and imperfect you've been in the day and a half of this new year. All you have to do is look in the mirror. Every day of every year, I am a sinner. Every day of every year, you are a sinner. So when we're looking at a a list of words to make your word of the year, you're likely going to need a few of these every single day. Words like grace and love and forgiveness. We need God to give them to us every day. But what we actually deserve from God is not his grace and love and forgiveness. We deserve the things you're not going to find on any list for words of the year for 2022. We deserve God's wrath and punishment and condemnation. We deserve death. We deserve hell. And God would be just and right in giving us exactly that. And just as we celebrate this new year, and you look ahead to a potential new life, God doesn't want to give you death and hell. He wants to give you new life as well. He wants to give you forgiveness and restoration and redemption and reconciliation and justification and eternal life. He wants to give you heaven. And how do we get that? Well, that brings us to the word for the year. The word that I want you to make your own. But actually, don't let me give you the word. Let the word come from God. Just like this word didn't come from man to begin with. We're going to let God give us this word again. It's a timeless word. It's a word for every day of every year, of every season of life, for every person in the world. It's an eternal word, a word that's meaning never changes. And it's a word that you will never stop needing. And it's a word that you should never stop saying. Do you have a guess? Have you figured it out yet? It's the same word that's there in the beginning of the Bible that's also there at the end of the Bible. The same word that the angel gave to Mary and Joseph. But not just a word. A name. A name that is above all other names. Your word for the year is Jesus. And he is all you need because he is all-encompassing. He is love and grace and forgiveness. He was given the name Jesus, the Lord saves. God is our salvation because he was coming into the world to save his people from their sins. He was born as a small babe in Bethlehem, as a man, in order to die for the sins of his people. And that's exactly what he did when he went to the cross for us. He was born of a virgin, as man, yet fully God, in order to come into this world without sin, live a perfect, holy, and blameless life, a life that we couldn't live, 
fulfill the law completely compared to us who break every rule of every law so that he could be the sacrificial lamb for us, the sacrifice without stain or blemish. How do you receive forgiveness and restoration and reconciliation and redemption and justification and eternal life? How do you get to heaven? Jesus. And after he died on the cross for the sins of the world, for all of your sins and all of my sins, because he loves you so much that he would willingly die for you, he rose from the dead as true God and true man because his sacrifice was acceptable to God. Because Jesus took all of God's wrath and punishment and damnation and hell that should be for us. And he took it upon himself. And he rose triumphantly because the sinless Savior conquered sin, death, and the devil. And with that empty tomb, Ephesians says, in him we have obtained an inheritance. An inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Our eternal life is secure. As Ephesians goes on to say, in him you also when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance, until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. As the word reaches us, the word made flesh, because of Jesus, through faith in him, by the power of the Holy Spirit, heaven is guaranteed. Because he rose from the dead, we too shall rise. Because he lives eternally, we will live eternally also. And for all of you, as you think about this year ahead, you might think that you're pretty bad with follow-through. But Jesus is your follow-through. He does all that was required of us in order to win us eternal life. He did it for us in our place. And he's given us his Holy Spirit to work in us and through us because we as sinners could never live by faith on our own. And finally, Jesus is with you daily. He comes to you in the word. He comes to you in the absolution, the words of forgiveness. He comes to you in baptism, where he washed you clean with his precious blood. And he comes to you in his supper, as you eat and drink his body and blood. For this year, and every day of every year, give me Jesus, the word and the only name that saves. Amen. And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.